0: Welcome back to another episode of Give Me Some Truth. Dan in the studio, joined by Nate. And Nate, we have two very special guests with us today to talk real estate uh, in Madison, real estate more generally. I'll let you do the uh, the introductions of our very special guest today.
1: Yeah, we had you talk first because we we teased your radio voice to these guys, and so if if that wasn't you know paid off with an actual you know Dan snippet, then you know we built it up for nothing. So exactly. there you go. We have Charlie Wills, all-star real estate agent in Madison, Wisconsin, and Ryan Smith, uh, same all-star mortgage broker here in Madison, Wisconsin. These guys are the best of the best in our opinion, and um, we've used them, both Clint and I um, personally, and uh, couldn't have better things to say. So we're gonna talk about the real estate market and uh, just kind of what's going on. Uh, We get a lot of questions terms of, is this the right time to buy? It's now into the fall. Should I wait till the spring? What are rates going to do? You know, Everybody tries to look at a crystal ball and and unfortunately that's uh, difficult to do as we know. So uh, Charlie, why don't you kick it off and just let us know kind of, uh, I would just say the current state of the market, if you will, today, right? We'll go from there, but let's just, let's start with where we're at today.
2: Sure. We're, I think we're in a normal, if that's a, a key term, a normal fall market. We've seen the peak of the market pass. Um, it always peaks, uh, let's say, end of July, beginning of August, and has a little bit of taper off um, just due to family vacations for summer activity, right? Right before school starts. Uh, we have a little bit more activity through September, and now we're into October where we'll see kind of that drop off and that slow kind of fade uh, into the holidays where we'll, we'll see a really big drop off in, um, in
1: activity. Okay. Ryan, uh, help us out with where we're at currently in the uh, mortgage market.
3: Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having us. Oh, you're welcome. Um, Love doing this and being with you guys. Um, Yeah, I agree with what Charlie's saying from from a real estate flow. It does feel like a little bit more of a normal market uh, compared to last year, which was was anything but normal. Um, As far as the mortgage market, um, we're seeing a little bit of an uptick in interest rates. Um, When I say that, rates are still phenomenal, but- Uh, when people have their mind um, set on rates at 2.6 or 2.7 on a 30 year fixed and they go to 3.1 or three, you know, that's a raise in interest rates that peaks people's interest. So um, the trend and um, all people who predict interest rate flow are saying that interest rates are gonna be rising a little bit here. We've seen that in the last month actually. Um so right now we're hovering around three percent, give or take a little bit, depending on the, the um the loan and the clients situation, but we're still seeing a lot of people buy homes. Um one of the things we're seeing a lot of people do, and I think is the right thing, is people are getting prepared. Sure. And if they're not gonna buy um right now, they're getting prepared for winter. They're maybe hearing that the inventory or the competition is different in the winter, so it might be a great time to buy. Um you know, and they're getting prepared for next spring. So um, we always encourage that. I think Charlie as a realtor would encourage people if they if they ever want to buy a home, they should get prepared. And so right now, you know, fourth quarter is a great time to get prepared for people.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I second that. Uh, Preparation is good for multitude of things, right? It, it sets you up for something really good in the future that if you don't choose to do it now, you know what your position is to move forward. Um, but if you do choose to move right now, you're going to be ahead of everybody else who's going to scramble and then try to compete with you. Maybe at that some at, at that point. So preparation is key.
1: Yeah, it's almost one of those where there's not really a negative, right? I mean, like you said, even if you kind of get the get yourself ready to go and then don't end up moving on what you thought your plans were going to be. Uh, maybe your house is in a little better shape. Maybe you have a little less clutter in your house. Maybe you know a little more about your finances than you did before. So not really a negative to getting yourself prepared. There,
3: there really isn't a negative. Um, I will address a negative that people ask me a lot about. It's probably the most common uh, question I hear as a lender is, is is, is it bad that, that we run your credit now and then you'll need to run it again yep. when you buy? Um, the answer is no. Um, obviously, you don't wanna do a lot of it, but it's the only way you can get foolproof prepared. So um, don't be afraid of that. It's normal to have your credit run and it's customary to do so. And if you have it run again in four months, which is the lifespan of a credit report, uh, that's fine. You know, yeah. it, it's not gonna hurt you. Um, it gives us as lenders a full look into your situation. You know, um, we can see your finances, we can see your debts, your credit, everything we need to see to advise you to get prepared and be ready to go. when it Yeah, comes, I think back to
1: the, the days that I did, um, what you did, Ryan, back- um, Many moons ago. Many moons ago, yikes, aging myself. Danny just snickered young in the room. Um, you know, you always had that kind of weird, you know, cable bill that you didn't pay from college, right? From, you know, $38 that's on your credit report, you didn't know it was there. And if you try to deal with that, uh, while well, closing within 30 days, because you didn't prepare yourself, that can, something even as small as that can create some major problems.
3: Yeah. Well, something that's different um, now than, than when you um, helped people with, with loans is that, Your credit score is a a, uh, direct indicator of what your interest rate is going to be. Sure. So if you did miss a cap one bill that's $38 because you you had an annual fee on there and you didn't realize it, and so you didn't pay it, um, that's going to hit your credit score. Um, And that could impact your interest rate, which then impacts your home affordability for the life of that loan. Yep. So I encourage people, let's take a look at it because credit, if there is something that isn't perfect, it's not a life sentence, right? And I think sometimes people think that it that it's, you know, that's um, kind of their identity and it's not, we can fix it. We can, you know, r- the reality is you can't fix a problem till you know what it is. So um, the preparation on that is, is key. So anyways, going back to yeah. how we started this, it's people are buying homes, people are going to capitalize on uh, what is going to be a, a, a slower traffic a yep. uh, few months here, um, which is a good thing for a lot of people. Um, and if not, at least they know where they're headed and they know what their plan is for the spring, the summer, whenever it is that they want to buy.
1: Yeah. Charlie, I think we all have the, the question written down on our kind of prep uh, sheets here for the, for the podcast, the idea of should I buy now? Right. Or the whole idea of, well, I didn't find what I want and the market is, is quote in the, in, into the, you know, slower time. So therefore I will wait till spring. Mm. What, what, what are the thoughts there?
2: I go back to Ryan's preparation. If they've prepared, let's talk about that, right? Like, where are you? Um, what's the market going to do? So we tell the story. So right now, in if you were June, um, it, that buyer was, let's say, assumably in the market in June, and they couldn't find something from then until now. They experienced probably on average, let's say a dozen offers. They were competing every single time. That's exhausting, right? You know that you're going to have to bring your best game. You're writing at least, let's say, five to maybe 10% over every single time. So what we're preparing them now is you may still have to write full price, maybe a little bit over if you're competing with maybe one or two, but also if you don't want to compete right now, we're setting like, here's an example of like things that we're doing, like the concern we had somebody just say like, I'm tired of competing. Don't put me in those situations anymore. How do we do that? And we were just sitting down trying to brainstorm. and We thought, all right, we're going to look at every single house that's over 10 days on the market. Sure. It's through its first full week. No offers are accepted. Maybe the seller's second guessing what they did. Yep. Let's go take a look. And now we're starting to get two, three, 4% off of sure. that list price. And they're not competing. And they're like, how do we get 3%? I'm like, it's just timing, right? Yeah. Like, you're prepared, which is amazing. You went and saw our good lender partners at Guild. And now we have what we need. We can put a really good package together. And let's make it clean. If you're going to ask for 3% off, don't do an inspection. You know, give the seller something to, uh, to, to, to want to take that offer. Yeah, right? absolutely. So it's that kind of stuff that I think you'll see through the end of the year where people will get, um, some, I don't want to call them deals, but they're going to, they're not going to have to negotiate against themselves.
1: Yeah. I my my father's in real estate for a long, long time. And <clears throat> he always li- used to tell people that, you know, literally homes will sell every single day of the year, 365 days, a home will sell. sell so a home will sell on Christmas. So a home will sell on Easter. Like you can't, you know, so the idea of you know either a I'm I'm a, I'm a seller, so I'm gonna I'm gonna not list until the spring, right? You can't nobody can buy it if it's not for sale. Or b I'm a buyer, I'm gonna wait till spring because nothing will be on the market. I mean, somebody's gonna buy something in the end of December, and they probably get a pretty good deal at that point.
2: And showing my age, when we first started, we had MLS books. Which is oh, yeah, I awesome. No yeah, data. Right. It was just in a book that everybody fought over and made copies. Um, now we have these amazing data analytics that we can show. Like we just had a person contact us. It's $800,000 house. You would think probably not a smart time to be putting that house on the market. But if you look in their neighborhood, there's nothing for sale and everything in that price range sold in about this much time. Sure. So you can show all the data and then let them choose. What do yeah. you think? right? And here's the graph from January to December of last year and in January through September of this year. Sure, Tell me what you think that looks like and what you want to do. And they were like, let's put it on the market because there was nothing for sale. So I I think you have to, like, there's general statements. I think Ryan and I make a lot of general statements just because that's like the average of the market. But depending on each person's situation, I think there's very specific data that could make them
3: sway one way or another
2: if you just show them the information.
3: Yeah. Which I think speaks to what we were talking about as what seems to be developing as a theme is preparation. If, if I'm interested in selling my home, it's 800,000 um, and I'm going to come to you because you're somebody that's going to give me the, the data and the analytics to, to realize that, okay, if it says I, right now is not a good time to sell, when is based on the trends and the data, and so let's list when, when that is. And, and again, if you get prepared and, it, and the data says, let's do it now, then you know, follow the trends.
1: Um, yeah, Let's switch gears a little bit. Um, Ryan, I, I think we've been in this market for so long that I, I, I think there's people that, that have lost sense and lost kind of their, their compass, if you will, in terms of what used to be a normal mortgage rate. Right? So let's go back to when, you know, you and I first met, uh, you know, 15 years ago, whatever it was. I mean, a normal rate at that time was what? Give me a range.
3: Yeah, that's, so my career started in November of 2000. Okay. 9-11 happens. And I believe before 9-11 rates were in the sevens. Sure. If I remember right, it was seven, you know, seven, three, seven, five, something like that. 9-11 happens. And since that day, interest rates have gone down. Sure. So my whole career, 21 years, has been in a low, quote unquote, rate environment with a few blips in between there, right? So before COVID, rates were in the mid fours. They'd gotten up into four and a half, 4.75. And then COVID hits, which none of us knew about or expected. And, you know, now we've gone all the way down into the mid twos and now back into, you know, around 3%. So a normal rate... Um, that's a hard question to answer. Cause I don't, I don't know if there is such a thing. I would say a normal rate in the last 10 years or, or a, a, a range is, f- you know, 3% to four and a half. Um, but you know, historically, you know, if you look at the history of interest rates, I wish we, we had that graphic, but it's, it's a downward trend, Yeah. you know, and over the last 50 years with a few little blips in there. So you know, there's every one of us has, you know, parents that talk about when they bought their first house, which was 18% or 16% or whatever, whatever that is. Um, But in my 21 years, um, you know, six months before 9-11 was the highest rate that I've seen since then.
1: And that was mid sevens. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, you know, they went to they went to five and a half and that was a huge deal. Then they went to five, then four and a half, then four, you know, and then, then they go back up a little bit and then they go back down. So, but for for a range, you know, we've been in a three to four range or three to four and a half range for a long while.
1: And I wanted to kind of lay that out because I think people context contextually, excuse me, lose sense of kind of, as you were saying before, oh my God, it went from, you know, two and five eighths to three and they're hitting the panic button and, and and rightly so. I mean, I understand why, you know, but at the same time, I think we have to understand kind of where they were and how good, relatively speaking, you know, I would
3: say that uh, the thing that I pass along to my clients is it's such a blessing for all of us to own homes at these interest rates. Right. Because it's just, if you look at 3% versus six, for example, which is three, you know, 3%. 3%. It's massive. And of course, home prices were different when rates were higher. So that's all relevant. But, you know, it's- and
1: a, you, By massive, you mean payment significantly higher?
3: Ma- yes, of course.
1: Total interest paid
3: significantly higher. Over the life of a loan, you know, we do an analysis with our clients to look at, what is what is the difference between this rate and this rate over five years, 10 years, however long you tell me you're going to be in the home? Yep. And let's look at it. Well, if we were to take rates from when I started or ten, year, you know, whatever it was, yeah, it's 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 double, you yeah. know, and and that's that's a blessing to be able to give you money and invest it, and, and instead of putting it all into mortgage payments,
1: right, right, because somebody's getting that money. It's just it's the, it's the it's the mortgage company. <laughs> right. You're not getting it, you know, and so. Um, uh, you know, I hate to get on this path because it always leads us into a, a spot where we can look silly, but uh, 2022, uh, guys, what do we think?
2: Um, I think before we get there, I think it's good to tell a little bit of a story. Um, going back to Ryan's, um, I'll only go back to 14. I started in, in um, 2003, but... I think what makes it relevant now is like the new era of like what has been happening with prices and rates. Sure. That's kind of when the, the slide happened, mm-hmm. uh, looking back at the graph of data. Um, I'll talk from like a price perspective, inventory perspective. Um, since 2014, the median sale price in Dane County was $219,000. Wow. What is today?
1: Oh, man. 385? Close. 365?
2: Yes. 365. 365. Think of that. That's a 73% increase in value.
1: In I think seven right years? no 60% in 60% 80 years.
2: in 8 years. In 8 years, 60% increase in value, 73% loss in inventory. So when you have inventory shrinking at such a rate that you can't you can't even build. So all the new builders that are here, right. They're building 2 to 3,000 homes a year. They cannot ever
1: catch up. Ever
2: no matter how many homes they build at that rate, they'd have to build 10,000 homes plus
1: a year. At that rate, if it stayed, if everything, all the other variables stayed constant. Correct, correct, yeah. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right.
2: They'd have to do that forever. They'd yeah. have to build 10,000 homes because we're like millions of homes under inventory in the entire uh, United States. So just in this area, I mean, that that shows you that difference. So if you look at that history, right, what's happening, if you if we play the uh, devil's advocate here of, of what's gonna happen in 22, um, <clears throat> We just ran a scenario and there might be a math uh, finance nerd that's going to call me out on the wrong math here. So I apologize if my math isn't specific enough. None but of this is guaranteed. We'll say we're saying that right now. <laughs> Danny heard us. That is not guaranteed. Not guaranteed. It's a little asterisk underneath my comment here. Um, so if we, if we take that mentality and typically prices have been going about six and a half to eight percent increase. So let's just take the low end of that. If if prices go from three fifty, let's say, and we add six and a half percent, that puts them at three hundred and seventy one thousand plus, right? Much more in the value in one year. Now the rate, let's say the rate ticks from three to let's say, I have it written down at 3.7. It was predicted by um, Lawrence Yoon, who's the chief economist for the National Association of Realtors. He said by summer to fall of 22, he believes the rates are going to be that much up. Um, and he had a bunch of factors of why. But if you look at then your payments, so from a price increase and also a rate increase, you're going to go anywhere from 100 to $118,000 more in interest over the life of that loan for waiting. So when we have that discussion with a buyer, I think it's really easy to say, like, this will most likely happen. I don't know if it's going to be both scenarios. sure. But if even one of them happens, the price goes up, you're another 90K less in value that you take because you're paying out of your pocket in interest. So, right. you know, I think that's a really great story to be able to share. And I'd love to
3: hear the market, the money side uh, from Ryan, because that is not my world. Yeah, one one thing that I would share with people, and again, disclaimer, you know, this might not be entirely exact, but I'm pretty sure that every year of my career about this time, all people who predict what is going to happen to interest rates and markets have said that rates are going to go up next year. And I'm not saying that they're not going to, I do believe that they are going to, um, but there are a lot of things that can happen and that do happen that cause the opposite effect to happen. So. You know, if you look at the, the realtors, the bankers, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, they all put out publications of where rates are going and they are predicting that interest rates are gonna rise. We're starting to see it right now. Um, and, and, you know, they are across the board from what I've seen from 3.4 to 3.7. And that, you know, they'll even talk about where they think they'll be in uh, 2023. Um, but again, there's a lot of things that happen between now and then, uh, but the trend is is upwards. But again, if we go back to historically, you're talking about mid threes, low fours, let's say, versus you know six, seven, eight, nine, and beyond. So um, that that's what I'm hearing, um, and I echo everything you said about the cost of of these homes. Um, the inventory is is the driving force and the hot topic in the in the market right now. One thing you said earlier that I wanted to highlight for those listening is that intrigued. What's that? I'm intrigued. Yeah, is that. Uh, there are actually are homes that are on the market 10 days without a contract on Yeah, them. right, yeah, exactly, is that <laughs> a thing? I, flash news. I, we yeah. kind of passed over that, but is that, that, that is a big deal because um, for those of us who have been in real estate or finance or have been uh, our clients who've tried to buy homes, a home without a contract in 10 days of listing um, did not exist for uh, uh, the last- Two years. Uh, almost two years, so.
1: So, but, but to that point, um, so if you go back like last year, the year before that, was was this time of year, call it fourth quarter that we're, we're entering into or we're into now right now, was was that was it as hot in fourth quarter of 2020 and 2019 as it was? I mean, obviously the springs were that hot, but I mean, were the falls and the winters that hot as well? Uh,
2: 2019, not as much. Uh, okay. 2020 was on fire. Never stopped.
1: The entire year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. As soon as April, January, let's say April-ish,
2: sure. the market yep. was like, okay, we understand-ish what COVID is, but- let's get going. Um, the house of marketing explode. And sure. It, it went hot through there, through all of this year. Sure. And it just stopped in August. So, so you're,
1: you're just seeing the slowdown <laughs> now.
2: Yeah. yeah. We thought, Oh yeah, man, December's coming January. Historically, this what's happened. Nothing. No, just kept rolling. We did as much business in December and January as we were doing in June. Oh, that's insane. Man. And it was nuts. Cause we were closing 20 to 25 homes a, a month. And you're like, how can this continue? This pay like we were all t- you know, like you know I don't, it doesn't want I don't want to sound like a complaint. It's not a complaint. It was more of a how does this sustain? Is yeah, was more right. of the like question in all of our minds. So uh, when you know our team has been seeing a little bit of a slide off in people, we were like, <laughs> woo, you know, a little bit inside. You are like, all right, eighteen months we went really hard. Right, so right. this little pause here is a really great way to have those conversations. And you know, speaking of the hey, in ten days you might not gonna have an offer. Flip that to your sellers and prepare them. Sure. Right, right. Just so you're aware, I we're gonna do all we can to get you multiple offers. Most likely what we're seeing not going to happen. Sure. So just so you're aware, you're gonna probably be for sale for two to three weeks. We're gonna get an offer. It's probably still gonna be great. Maybe get two, but we're not in the environment right now where we're gonna get ten. Sure. So do you wanna do it
3: now or do you wanna wait? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's this it's the psychology of of yeah. the cycle. You know, I think that's going to be one of the biggest challenges in the the market is, um, you know, everyone's so used to the traffic and the timeliness and the prices that um, when things come off of that, you know, sellers are going to have high expectations that aren't going to be met sometimes. And so, you know, doing a great job of giving them the the data and what they can expect is going to be really important because um, for those of you who are listening and, and maybe have been looking at buying a home and have struggled, um, what I would say is this quote-unquote slow that we're seeing, which is still a very healthy uh, flow very. Of, of clients, this is the time. And, and one thing that I would say is I've seen in the last month, month and a half, many, many of our clients that, that ha- were frustrated last year or this spring and said, you know, I'm forget it. I'm done with this. I'm, I'm frustrated. I can't get my offer accepted. Um, they're coming back with accepted offers because they're walking into a home on a Saturday of a Badger game and the market's a little slower and they're writing an offer and getting it accepted and that did not happen for them so um i would encourage again going back to the beginning you know preparation is key having the data and and maybe uh you know getting back a- into it and seeing what's out there because uh, we're seeing a lot of people that were frustrated have a lot of success right now
1: interesting In the last couple of minutes that we have um kind of give us an idea of of what you think that uh um, you know, even maybe just the first half of 2022, um, I mean, again, it's difficult to predict, but are, are we looking at neck break again, speed? I mean, is it, is it whiplash time again, or is it a little bit more of like, no, it'll be a, a controlled frenzy. We'll, 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 we'll say that.
2: Man, traditionally, uh, spring is always a ne- uh, breakneck, no matter the market conditions. It's usually just nuts. It's February through about July. It's just fast. Yep it's beautiful out. People have been pent inside for five months. It's time to like get out, spread your wings. So I think that is normal and that will be there. The thing I'm curious about, and I'd love to hear Ryan's thoughts or, or even yours is that, um, the environment that we're in, we're short on everything. And we talk about this a lot with our clients. Like if you're a seller looking to prepare your home right now, we need Two to maybe four months to order stuff for you with a contractor, even to get a contractor in here. First of all, it's going to take two or three weeks just to get them in the door to get a bid. Um, And then from there, once you sign a contract, it's going to take a month or two to get your materials. So now you're talking, we're already in January before we even start repairing your home. Like, think about that. It's months to get a basic repair. So I think the market will continue to just have this, like that backlog feel to it. Yep. It'll be pressure based. It'll be high and intense. I call, we have a term in our office. We call it the hurry. Like everybody's in a hurry, but you can't go anywhere. You're that like right. in Chicago traffic and you're like raging that you can't get anywhere, but it doesn't matter. Cause you're not going anywhere. Right. So I think if you can at least have the conversation about that with people, it, it hopefully it helps them get prepared, but
3: I think it's going to be a little nuts. Yeah. I would agree with you. And going back to, to data, um, you know, I've, I, I've been studying a little bit on what are people predicting is going to happen, you know, try to get right. ready for next year. And, um, you know, they're predicting that refinance activity, um, which is the second, you know, wheel of our business, um, is going to be down dramatically. And I saw different predictions of 50 to 60 percent uh, refinance activity will be down, which happens in a rising rate environment. Sure. Right. Um, but the good news is, is that purchase activity is predicted to be up 6.8 percent. So to answer your question, just based on predictions yep. from people way smarter than us, or, or from me, I should say, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> no, you can throw me in that book. <laughs> <laughs> are are that you know, the purchase market is going to be up. And um, so will it be as, as frenzied or breakneck, so to speak? Um, I think in, in Wisconsin, coming out of winter, to echo what Charlie said, I think you'll see a lot of activity building up in February, March. Um, and I think you'll see a lot of people out in the market. That's why... Again, preparation, get prepared for it, maybe seek an opportunity when other people aren't out there and if not, um, be ready for next spring.
1: Yeah, well, let me just take the last minute we have here and just say um, a couple comments on this. And again, my background tends to skew towards real estate and and, uh, um, my contention is if you're in a market the way it is right now and you are not working with experienced people that understand the trends, that understand what's going on, if you are not working with people that have teams behind them, uh, like Charlie and Ryan do, uh, you are doing yourself a disservice. Uh, this is not an advertisement for Charlie and Ryan. It's just saying get yourself to, with people that understand how these transactions go together. Experience during these times is it's beyond invaluable. Uh, you have to work with people that understand what, what they're doing. Uh, your ability to, to to get that house, if there is a multiple offer situation, or to get yourself in a position where you are seen slightly better than maybe the next buyer, uh, is crucial. And so, uh, yeah, there's still the whole argument of, but I have to pay for that service and blah blah blah, whatever pay for service. It's worth it. You will get the value in the end. And if you don't work with people that have a good understanding of what they're doing, unfortunately, you'll save a little bit of money on the front end and you will pay for it long-term. Uh, and that's just not a spot you want to be in. So uh, I thank Charlie and Ryan. Uh, Danny, with your magical radio voice, why don't you take us out?
0: Thanks for having us. Yes, thank was was you. Great. Well, thank you guys all for, for joining me in the booth. This was a, a great lesson for me, just sitting here and uh, basking in all of your knowledge. So thanks again for listening. Make sure to subscribe to us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get, you get your podcast. Until next time, this has been Give Me Some Truth. Wachner Conan Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Registration with the SEC does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The opinions expressed by the participants of this podcast are their own and do not reflect the opinions of Walker Conan Financial Advisors. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Thanks for listening, and for further information, please visit walknercondon.com.